The Super Bowl stage is set. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into First Take. That's the Hall of Famer, Shannon Sharp, coming to you from the West Coast. We'll be seeing you soon in person, Shannon. Looking forward to that. Yes. And, of course, Stephen A. Smith back on the East Coast. Good to have you here with us. Good to be here. Dan Orlovsky will be out here shortly. He's a sight for sore eyes, so we'll see him in a moment. RC with us in just a bit. Gentlemen, you have a good weekend? Have I had a weekend. long weekend. At a long week. You are on TV. You're on my TV a lot. Double Some good NBA. It's Golden State. Yeah, don't, do that. don't do that, Stephen A. Stephen A., really? Really? That's what you're going to do? You're going to drag along? Oh, double overtime? Pick your voice up. You saw it. You witnessed Gold James at his absolute best. You saw the crescendo. You saw the zenith. You saw the denouement. You saw the apex. Ah. I need some excitement in your voice. Don't do me like that, Stephen A., on a Monday. I, 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 don't do that. I had okay. to fly the red eye home, man. I'm tired. I'm okay. Tired. We'll definitely get, get into all home. of that, I Shannon. I need a thesaurus for your enthusiasm right there. I'm sticking to it. All right. We'll that's get into the NBA a little later. <laughs> right. But, gentlemen, you know what it's all about. Calling it Championship Monday. Let's get into this championship round. So, starting with the Chiefs, who for most of the regular season, to be honest with you, look more vulnerable than at any time since Patrick Mahomes became their starting quarterback. They're going back to the Super Bowl, scoring on each of their first two possessions, winning the AFC title for a remarkable fourth time in five years. As for the Ravens, Lamar couldn't get it going. I'm not frustrated at all. Um, I'm, I'm angry about, you know, losing. Uh, we're a game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, we've been waiting all this time, all these moments for an opportunity like this, and we fell. Um, but, but I feel like our team, we're going we're gonna to build. You know, this offseason we're going get, to get right, um, get better, grind, and try to be in this position again, but on the other side, a victory. No, you don't, you don't take it for granted either. Um, you never know how many you're going to get to um, if you're, or if you're going to get to any. Um, and so it truly is special um, just to do it with these guys after what we've been through all season long, the guys coming together. Um, it really is special. But uh, I, I told them, I mean, the job's not done. I mean, our job now is to prepare ourselves to play a good football team in the Super Bowl and try to get that ring. All right, Lamar with the right mindset always, and Patrick just making home in these Super Bowls. Again, the Chiefs are heading back, and it's just the third time to ever reach a Super Bowl four times in a five-season span, joining the Patriots from 2014 to 2018 and the Bills from 1990 to 93, but we know that result. All right. Hi, Dan. Good morning. How are we doing? Good to I'm see you. I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. I'll bring some energy to the studio. Please do. I, I have you. energy. Uh, you know. You haven't even spoken. I'll bring more energy. Wow. Okay. I see what this is. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. We compete I'm over feel, everything in this I'm studio. I'm feeling a bit under the weather considering that, the way Shannon feels, combined with the way D.O. feels, and Molly said, y'all got me covered. That's Do you need a workout? Oh, y'all you, up. I got you covered. Hey, I'm about to run a blistering first leg. If Oh, you gonna, if you lead off, whatever leg you got me, I'm going to run a blistering leg. First leg, second leg, third leg, or if I need to bring it home, whatever the case may be, I'm ready. That is yeah, why, you're going to have a long is, hour, is, though, with me. Okay, can here. we start? That's why you're here. Let's roll. Can we Let's not roll. debate Let's who roll. has the most energy? All right, Stephen A., bigger story. Mahomes going back to the Super Bowl or Lamar Jackson falling short? I think it's Lamar Jackson falling short. I hate to say it, but I believe that is the case. Um, Mahomes is great. He's phenomenal. He's the greatest ever. We get all of that. Um, they ended up scoring 17 points, even though that doesn't speak to how effective they were when it really, really yeah. counted and what him and Kelsey were doing. But the big story is Lamar Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, with all due respect, it was a choke job. Let's just call it what it is. What is the definition of a choke job, Shannon and D.O.? It's doing what you always do, what you're accustomed to doing until the moment arrives, and then you don't. That 
is the epitome. That is the definition of what we're talking about here. We're going to see final numbers right here, okay? 20 or 37, 54% completion, 272 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Obviously, one interception and one lost fumble with the sack. We get all of that. He was sacked four times, rushed for about 54 yards. That's what we'll talk about. Yeah. What we won't say enough about is that you came out looking tight. What we won't talk enough about are the overthrows, the underthrows, you know, getting key passes swatted at the line of scrimmage. We won't talk about that. We won't even with the bomb that he hit uh, Zay Flowers with on the trick play. I mean, that's a touchdown if Zay Flowers doesn't have to wait for the football. And how did that end up costing you? Because a couple of plays later, you hit Zay Flowers for a touchdown, but he fumbles right before he gets to the goal line. And obviously, that's not on Lamar Jackson. But again, you had him wide open, and he waited all day, every day for the ball to land in his arms because he was wide open and was waiting for the ball, and you were a bit late getting it to him. We see all of these different things, and you know who you're going up against. It wasn't C.J. Stroud, a rookie. Okay, this was Patrick Mahomes, a two-time Super Bowl champion, universally recognized as arguably the greatest ever until yesterday where we're going to say he's the greatest ever. You knew you were going against that dude. You were the number one seed. He was coming into your house, and you knew that you were going to have to play on an elite level in order to knock him off. Baltimore's defense showed up. First two drives, Kansas City set the tone. We get all of that. And they looked like they were running all, they were, they were going to run them out of the building. Okay? But then they got their bearings under them, and that defense played lights out and held them the three points the rest of the game. And your offense couldn't answer the call. Don't get me started with immature plays, roughing the passer, excessive, all of this, all of this stuff that they found themselves in. Taunting Zay Flowers on the taunting, on, on, on the, where he had to wait all day for the pass. Taunting's just, a, just he's a rookie. We understand it. I think that it's kid's going to be a star. It was a weak call, but and I hated the fact that the call was made in that moment, but nevertheless, you knew it was possible. That's why you don't do something like that. We can point to coaching with that. We can point to a rookie mistake. We can point to immaturity, but in the end, the face of this franchise is Lamar Jackson. And when he's gone in his post in his six postseason games, he's two and four. And what are we looking at here, okay? We're looking at nine total touchdowns, nine total turnovers, 26 sacks. That's what we're seeing from Lamar Jackson, which we don't see at any other time. This is what people are saying. That's what we saw yesterday. And it's just a damn shame that we have to sit up here this morning and say it. Uh, this is about the best player in the history of the game, Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady could be the GOAT because he got the Super Bowls. He's the best player in the history of the game. We are taking for granted greatness, myself included. The, what Patrick Mahomes did yesterday against the best defense in arguably the last 10 years in the NFL is absolutely remarkable. When Patrick came into the league, it was like, oh, my gosh, never seen anything like this guy. Jaw-dropping, primetime, unbelievable plays. And we watched yesterday the first two drives, that be exactly who Patrick was. Some of those third down plays that he had to Travis Kelsey, no one else in the world is making those. In the history of this game, this throw to Patrick, Travis on the back shoulder, the only place he could throw that ball is on the back hip. If it's on the back shoulder, it's incomplete. If it's on the back hip, it's complete. The runaround play that he gets to Travis and he throws it on third and four, some of the plays he made with his legs were absolutely remarkable. And then we saw him just choke this game and suffocate this game and manage this game by the decision making and the way that he didn't take sacks and the way that he, he didn't give the football away. Here, here's the, the, the remarkable thing about Patrick. In his last six playoff games, he's got 11 touchdowns, no turnovers. He's taken five sacks. 
He's great in the regular season and better in the postseason. Last year's Super Bowl, he played against the Eagles. The Eagles had something like 76 sacks. I think it was tops in the history of the NFL. Didn't take one sack. Yesterday, he's playing against Baltimore's defense who had 31 takeaways. Didn't give the ball away one time. This was a team that led the NFL in offensive penalties and led the NFL in drops. And all we heard from Patrick this year was, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep throwing it to him. MVS, keep dropping. I'm going to keep throwing it to him. We've seen this evolution of a guy that was an unbelievable talent and is now has, has become this remarkable leader. And with the game on the line, I need a play. He throws it to the guy that, you know, costed them games with drops this year. And all of us said, bench him, bench him, bench him. And every week, Patrick would go, I'm going to keep firing I'm going to keep firing him. And I think you saw this, this leadership that took hold of this football team and led them back to another Super Bowl. I agree with you, Stephen A. My pushback on Lamar stuff was, is this, before Shannon goes, because I know he wants to go. As much of it was a choke job by Lamar, and he played poorly. It says equally a poor and choke job by Todd Monken, the offensive coordinator. I agree. I, think the I agree with world that. Of, I agree with I, that. They ran the ball one time on second down. Yes. Once. If we took second and third down yesterday for Baltimore, they threw the ball on second and third down 25 times. They ran it on second and third down four. So it's as equally an awful plan as it was poor performance by Lamar. This was about the best player ever at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. I disagree with you, Stephen A., and I agree with you, uh, D.O., because this Mahomes, nobody expected him to be there based on yeah. what we had saw from them in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes has statistically his worst season as a starting quarterback. He threw more interceptions this year than he had at any point in time in his short career. And we watched the drops week in and week out. And the, what we saw that uh, Andy Reid said, you know what, we got a better cho- a chance of winning if we make sure Kadarius Tony does not step on the field. And he went on his little rant yesterday, and maybe we get to that at a later date and time. But when Patrick Mahomes, what do we say, Dio? What do we say, Stephen A.? They're going to have to go. Molly even mentioned this. They're going to have to take their show on the road this year, something that they have never had to do, lead the confines of Arrowhead until they reach the Super Bowl. And what was supposed to happen? Underdogs at Buffalo. This was the year Josh Allen got Patrick Mahomes in his building and did the job. He could not do it. Lamar Jackson, who's going to win the MVP, earned that. That defense was historic. Led the league takeaways, scoring defense. And what did Mahomes do? I don't care who you are. Do you understand what I am? And he went there, and he went toe-to-toe. And I keep telling you this, Dio. I keep telling everybody this. There's levels to this, and this is not a slight on any other quarterback. But Patrick Mahomes is in another world. Can we stop trying to put Joe Burrow? Can we stop trying to put Lamar Jackson? Can we stop trying to put Josh Allen on his level? They have not earned that right. He's by himself. He's looking at Joe Montana. He's looking at Tom Brady. That's who he's looking at. He's not looking at nobody currently that's playing. He's that great. I said they were going to be one and done based on what I saw. Because even I said, look, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, and he didn't play to that level of greatness this year, he can't overcome this poor wide receiver play. In MVS, you saw what he did. They did something on that third down play. They kept Travis Kelsey in, and when they went bomb blitz or what some people call zero, they had it max protect. So Patrick Mahomes had more time than he normally would. And MBS, although he did not give Patrick Mahomes a great angle to throw, 
You mm-hmm. saw what he did, Dio? Yeah. Instead of catching it over his shoulder, what did he do? He turned, turned around and faced, yeah. faced the ball, made it more difficult because normally, you see this 90% of the time, mm-hmm. when he hit, that ball pops out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had that death catch on it. I'm more surprised that Patrick Mahomes did this to the Baltimore Ravens in their building. Why are we surprised about Lamar? What have we seen in big games? Go, hold, on, go ahead. Hold, hold on, hold on, my brother. The question isn't the biggest surprise. The question is the biggest headline. I give oh. you the surprise. I give you the surprise. I'll give you the surprise. All considering what we've seen from the Kansas City wide receivers throughout the season for 44 drops or whatever, of course. Yes. I give you the surprise, but the bigger headline on this afternoon, because we got to remember, even while the Kansas City Chiefs were struggling, we already knew about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. We just didn't know if they would validate him by making sure they caught the damn ball that he delivered to them. So what does he do? He targets Travis Kelsey 11 times, all 11 receptions, okay? Yeah. 116 yards. Six of them for first downs, by the way. A couple of spectacular catches by Travis Kelsey. You went to all reliable, and damn it, it worked. Major props to them. Nobody's taking anything away but from Steve the greatness Ray. of Patrick Mahomes. Go ahead. Even Travis Kelsey had a case of the drops this year. Big so time. he was not he was not as locked in as he normally is. But and that's not what I'm saying. As great as Patrick Mahomes was this right? regular, as great as he's been, and we know he's historically great, even he couldn't make up for what was transpiring. Remember they got the doors blown off them by the Raiders? Remember the, some of the games that they were losing? Broncos and we beat them? Yes, and Broncos beat them. And D.O. and I was thinking, we were saying, I think they're one and done. As great as Patrick Mahomes is because right. he wasn't playing up to that but level. Sure, but, but, but what I'm saying is you're making my argument, Shannon, because what I'm saying to you is throughout the struggles of the Kansas City Chiefs this year, at no time, did we sit up here and say, this slippage on the part of Patrick Mahomes? No. We were questioning what the hell was going on with his receivers. Mm-hmm. We were questioning whether or not Patrick, Travis Kelsey was going to even retire after this year, okay? We had all of these questions. At no time did any of us look at Patrick Mahomes and go like this. We don't know what's happened to him. He doesn't sure. seem to be himself. You take Lamar Jackson into consideration. I gave this, the, the, the stat to you last week. I'll give it to you again, Shannon. Nine quarterbacks in NFL history have two or more NFL MVPs in Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Kurt Warner, Patrick Mahomes. If Lamar Jackson wins it, okay, he'll be number 10. He will be the only one without a Super Bowl appearance, let alone a Super Bowl championship. That is a fact. And so knowing that coming into this, all I'm trying to say is, if they lose, if, if Baltimore loses, fellas, yesterday, the way Josh Allen lost to Kansas City a couple of years back, we're not having this conversation. Sure. We're having sure. this conversation because the manner in which Baltimore lost, where your defense showed up for the last three quarters and played lights out and kept time <laughs> after time after time again, neutralizing KC's offense in a way that gave your offense an opportunity. Zay Flowers mess up. And Lamar Jackson throws it into triple coverage. Awful throw. Awful throw. Forced it, what have you. We saw them throwing the helmets down. We saw them rattled. We saw them immature. We saw them out of sync. So much so, we even looked at John Harbaugh, by the way, who's about 1-3, and if I remember correctly, as a head coach in the AFC Championship games now. We even looked at him and said, excuse me, you're the coach. You're a great coach. Why are these players looking so rattled? Why are they looking out of sync. What's going on with them? You know these penalties. You can't afford this roughing the passer. You know, taunting penalties. You know, you know better than this. But we looked at all of that, and we come back to Lamar 
coming up short in terms of his individual play. Right. That is a fact. But, but Stephen but, A., the, the individual play by Lamar isn't detached from the plan. The game plan was right, bad. Right, yeah. the, the game plan was bad by Monken. They ran the most. They should have ran. They should have ran it much more. Much more. They should have so, ran the ball much like, more. I well, I under the bigger headline. Let's 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 talk about this. This team opened up the season losing at home to Detroit. They lost to Denver. They lost to the Raiders. They had to play, I think, all the way up until Week 17 just to get into the playoffs. This team led the NFL in offensive line penalties or offensive penalties. Both their tackles struggled, and they led the NFL in drops. And yet they're right. going to the AFC champion or the, the Super Bowl. That, that's the bigger headline. The bigger yeah. headline is they went into Baltimore and played against the number one seed and played against the MVP, MVP and played against a defense that was historically great. It was the best defense statistics-wise, I think, in the last 10 or 12 years in the NFL. That's the bigger headline. I I can't remove Lamar's performance from the coaching decisions. Lamar played bad. There's no question about that. But Lamar was set up to play bad in many ways by the play calling. If I told you, Shannon, the number one thing Baltimore offensively could not do in this game was get to third and obvious. The number one thing. They could Correct. not get to third and obvious passing situations. They did that well, by throwing the ball way too on, much on first and second down. Only comment that I'll add before Shannon chimes back in here is that I'm going to hold John Harbaugh more accountable than I would hold Monken, and here's the reason why. Because last year in their, in their wild card playoff game in which they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah. I believe it was Dobbins that came out and adamantly complained. We weren't running the football. One giving the ball, even though they ran the ball 35 times in that particular game, he was talking about how they had been run. They should have gave it to him instead of Huntley at the goal line, which was gotcha. fumbled and returned by Cincinnati damn near 100 Probably, yards. Yep. Okay, he pointed that out. It should have been given to him. So you're looking at a situation where if you're John Harbaugh, even though you bring in a new offensive coordinator, you got running backs complaining about not only the amount of time you gave them the ball to run the football, but the particular situations where they are utilized or lack thereof. Yesterday we found ourselves looking at the Baltimore Ravens, questioning the same thing. Why in God's name would you not run the football? Gus Edwards was averaging over six yards of carry in the three times that he rushed the damn that's football. That's why I can't yeah. kill Lamar can't over it. it. Like I, right. like that's, he I can't, yeah, I can't they hold Lamar's feet They didn't touch the ball. And I think some of that happened to do – I think Baltimore was shook but with the ease in which Kansas City went down the field. Yeah. So they felt they were about to get into a scoring matchup, uh, a scoring shootout, and they felt they needed to get Lamar into a rhythm. But they, you get Lamar in a rhythm by running the football. And once they couldn't run the football, and no matter what anybody tells you, D.O., you know this, and I've talked to coordinators, they still feel Lamar Jackson's legs much more than they fear his arm. So we need to stop this where he can just drop back and no. He needs that running game because now we can play action off of it. And Lamar didn't use his legs nearly enough. Don't worry about how people perceive you or you're a running quarterback, you're an athletic quarterback. Be known as a winning quarterback because you saw what happened with Brock Purdy. He, hey, gone. You see Patrick Mahomes? Gone. That's what Lamar Jackson, but he's patting the ball on that strip sack. How much time do you think you have the ball, uh, a D.O.? Yeah. You, this ain't seven on seven. You only get so many pats before somebody's chopping your arm. And in triple coverage, I don't care as likely throws his hand up. You can see what he cannot see, that he's triple covered, and you let him coax you into throwing yeah. an interception. 
And so for me, Stephen A., I agree. Lamar played bad. There's no way around it. Ain't no sugarcoating it. It ain't no hating from Stephen A. and Shannon this morning. There's none of that. He played bad. But at the end of the day, when you have less than 20 carries between your team and you led the league in rushing by a miracle mile, there's no excuse for that. And yeah. so while Lamar bears some culpability, yeah. the fact that Patrick Mahomes goes on the road something – in his young career, we have not have seen him play a role play, a true role playoff game, not the Super Bowl. And he went to places, and they said he was underdog in both situations. Yeah. And we know what Josh Allen represents, and we know what Lamar Jackson and that defense represent. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's going to Las Vegas, and everybody's left to, well, what did we do wrong? What could we do different? And he used that motivation. He loved having the little edge, the little chip, because he's never the underdog. And, Everyone picked and people him. questioning him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you the final I, I, I word here, two, and then we'll roll. Two things that stand out. The difference between Lamar and Brock Purdy yesterday. Brock Purdy trusted his instincts and reactions. Lamar didn't, to your point, Shannon, with running the football. You guys know the NBA far greater than me. What we've seen is this evolution from Patrick. I believe you guys would say that Michael and LeBron got to points where they just controlled the game. Whatever was necessary to win that game, they did. That's where Patrick Mahomes is right now. He can control the game in whatever is necessary to do to win that one, he's capable of doing. In the second half, Molly, one more thing. In the second half, he turned into a game manager because Andy Reid said, we're not going to do anything crazy because we don't believe without a short field, this team can drive the ball on that defense based on the way Lamar Jackson is playing today. So no scooping scores, no pick sixes, no short fields. Mm -hmm. They can't beat us. And you watch what they did. I was like, Andy getting real conservative, except that last play. Stephen A., I tweeted before. I said, if it's me, I'm going to put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand and say, go make a play, young man. You're the best in the world. And that's what he did. I'm not so sure any other coach would have done that considering they had a timeout. But that's Andy Reid and that's Patrick Mahomes, and that's what you do. I would remind y'all, and I get where y'all are coming from, I will remind y'all that Zay Flowers' play was a touchdown. He doesn't fumble. Okay, that's seven points. That's three points if Lamar Jackson doesn't throw the interception, recognizing you're already in field goal range, and you don't force it into triple coverage. Mm -hmm. So let's understand something here. As great as Mahomes is, and there is no debating that, that defense by Spagnola and and Kansas City was lights out, major props to them, but Baltimore – this was still a game they could have won if you don't make those mistakes, and they did. Yeah, yeah. Ten points. Baltimore scored 10 points. They averaged 28. Uh, we got to go. Shout to Travis Kelsey, breaking Jerry Rice's postseason record. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. 
You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With their stunning 34-31 come from behind win against the Lions in Sunday's NFC Championship game, the Niners get a chance to avenge their Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs to get there. The Niners needed to overcome a 24-7 deficit after a first half. The veteran-led Niners rattled off 27 consecutive second-half points and surged to the win. Detroit letting a huge opportunity slip away after the game. Dan Campbell asked about two questionable decisions to go for it on fourth down. They were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight. And I get it, you know, um, I get that. But I don't regret those decisions. And that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't. We didn't come through. We wasn't able to, to work out. Dan's going to catch a lot of heat for the fourth down decisions. I know how you guys feel about when he keeps the ball in your hand. Yeah. How much do you think those change the momentum of the game? No, I loved them. we got to convert. Huge the first one. Yeah, huge. I think that was the turning point. Um, and just getting Goff off the spot, kind of making him uncomfortable back there. We knew we finally had a quarterback who's going to be, be on that spot often. All right, Dan, you spent seven years of your career with the Detroit Lions. We know how badly you would have liked to see them win yeah. and get there. How much of this collapse are you putting on Dan Campbell and the coaching? Yeah, very little. This, let's be clear, though, this is a disastrous collapse for Detroit. To be up 14 nothing, to be up 24-7, and to lose in that way, disaster. I put very little on Dan Campbell. Everyone's talking about kicking field goals and whatnot. Uh, let's put into context, one, this is not analytics-driven only. This is who we are, Detroit, who we're playing against San Francisco. Detroit was dominating this game in any facet that they wanted to throughout this game. They were running the ball in the perimeter that we talked about. Jared Goff was delivering the ball. Gibbs was being spectacular with the ball in his hands. The fourth and two. So third down happens. Fred Warner makes a great play. Fourth and two, they go for it. And this game really comes down to the third quarter. They, got, they, they choked in the th third quarter. Detroit choked in the third quarter. Fourth and two, they throw the ball to Josh Reynolds. He drops it. 
Then we come back and then there's going to be a, a, a drop on third down by Josh Reynolds in the third quarter. And then there's the fumble by Gibbs in the third quarter. All led to 17 points. Dan Campbell not kicking field goals doesn't lead to those two drops. Dan Campbell not kicking field goals doesn't lead to that Gibbs fumble. The reality was they've made their way. They were outgained 170 to 42 in the third quarter. They, they're like two drops in that third quarter alone. That's the most in a game that they've had all season long. All season long. Dan Campbell did not do that. That's their first turnover in the playoffs that gives fumble. This is not on Dan Campbell whether to kick field goals or not. They won four games this year by deciding to play that style of football. This was in the third quarter. They choked. They had done things that they had not done all season and all playoffs long. Credit San Francisco and Brock Purdy. They took advantage of them. But this is about that third quarter and just disastrous collapse more so than kicking field goals or not kicking field goals. I respect. I respectfully disagree with you. Um, I like Dan Campbell a lot. I think he's done a hell of a job. Um, in, in turning this franchise around and making them formidable. I, I really am fond of him as a coach. But I can't absolve him from some blame yesterday. Like, for example, I'm looking at these numbers in the first half, Dan Orlovsky, in terms of you running the football, and I'm saying to myself, what the hell is the problem? 21 carries for 148 yards and three scores in the first half. You are running roughshod over the San Francisco 49ers. You are literally looking like you're playing bully ball, Shannon. You're looking like you're playing bully ball. You're pushing them around. You look more physical. Gibbs and Montgomery coming out of the backfield doing what they want to do. Trick play uh, to Jamison Williams. He skirts down down the middle of the field for the first score of the game. We watch them. To know that you can run the football, we what do we say about things? Two things travel and come NFL playoff time. Defenses and running games. You got those two going for you, chances are you're going to win a game. And guess what? The San Francisco 49ers were shook. They were getting pushed around. They were getting pummeled. And Detroit had all the momentum in the world. What possible excuse can you have for running the football eight times in the second half? For 34 yards. Why? Because Gibbs, you know, fumbled. And and as a result of that, you got nervous. Why didn't you continue to just run the football? You could have done that. You could have tried that. You should have tried that. I'm not going to blame them so much about Purdy because Purdy is not known as the most mobile quarterback in the world. You didn't anticipate that his mobility would be such a factor as the game waned. I get that. And I understand that. When they went for it the first go round, fourth and two or fourth and three, whatever it was, I blame Josh Reynolds for that. He dropped the ball. You got to catch that pass. Got to catch that pass. Right. But the second go-round, when they did it in the third quarter, when they were trying to stop the momentum and stop the bleeding, um, the play just looked a bit discombobulated. People weren't on the same page. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not just on the play. No, that play happens because of Armstead. The play is there. They're going to have an in-route to Reynolds, huge completion. Armstead becomes – Armstead, they do a little two-man stunt inside. He gets unblocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm talking about is how Josh Reynolds – I mean, obviously, you threw him the ball. The ball wasn't near him is what I'm trying to say. It wasn't near him. All right? All I'm, that's all I'm saying. You can break that down if you want to. I'm not disputing that. I'm saying at the end of the day, you're going for it because you've, met, you've, had, a, you, you've had a tendency to go for it on fourth down. You've done it almost more than anybody else in the and league. And been great you at were, it. And you've been at a 52% rate. Major props to you. But it didn't work yesterday. And all I'm trying to say to you is that you got to continue to run that football. you got to find a way to stop that bleeding. you got a 24-7 lead at halftime. You do not have an excuse to lose that game and to get blitzed in the third quarter the way that you did. I mean, not only was the game tied, the game was tied by the end of the third quarter. Tied. 
by the end of the third quarter. And ultimately, you ended up scoring 27 unanswered points before you put up something. I'm sorry. I got to look at the coach there, and I got to say, yo, man, that th- this was not your shining moment. You're absolutely right, Stephen A. I agree with you, Stephen A. I disagree with you, D.O. Stephen, I remember when I was in Denver and being one of the leaders, every time we left the locker room during a playoff game, I would always tell the guys, don't you be the one. Don't you be the one that get a penalty that cost us. Don't you be the one that fumbled the football that cost us. Coach, don't you be the one to try to be the smartest man that ever played to get coach the game. Mm. Take those points because instead of being tied, you're still up three. Because yeah. now if you're up, if you're tied, because see now if you take the points, instead of being down three, they score that touchdown when you miss it on fourth down to be down 10. Now you're down three, and guess what? You go get a touchdown. Now all of a sudden you're tied. In that situation, D.O., you can't always. What is Andy Reid by nature? He's an aggressive play-calling coach. What's Patrick Mahomes? He's an aggressive quarterback. But in the third and fourth quarter, with the exception of one play, what did they do, D? They took the air out of the ball because they say the last thing that we want to do is give the Ravens any type of momentum. It's okay to coach one way in one game and then be some way totally different. We saw that with Atlanta. Everybody said, well, that's what they do. They throw the ball. You're up 28-3. Run the effing football. Detroit, you had run the effing. You had dominated the 49ers defensive line in the first half. It was second and 12, and you hand the ball to Gibbs, and he go get 13, 14 yards. Montgomery up the middle for five. You're getting five, eight, 10, 12, 14 yards a clip, and you run the ball eight times in the second half? I got, because, we, I, but, Shannon, oh, we got to figure what out we what, do. I don't know guess how many what? snaps Detroit had in the second half. I don't think that they, they ran, you know, like I think the time of possession was majorly swung and, and snaps were swung in the second half, San Francisco, in a big advantage over Detroit. So I, I didn't walk away from that game saying, oh, my gosh, Detroit abandoned the run in the second half. That third quarter, they got blitzed, and it was because of drops and that turnover. That's why they lose this game. They don't lose this game because Dan – could you imagine, Shannon? Here, here's my thing, though, Shannon. If he kicks field goals in that situation, we don't know if they would have won or not. Mm -hmm. There's people who believe that they would have. I don't know, okay? If they kick field goals in that game and they end up losing that game, we would be killing Dan Campbell today. All of a sudden, you switched up and became somebody that you're not. That's what we're talking about with Lamar a little bit in the Baltimore game. Like you tried to be something that you weren't all season long. That's who, that's who they've been, and they've been great at it. They're 20 out of 24 on fourth and three or less this year. Let me ask you a question. How many times did they have 17-point leads, though? But, Shannon, that's not the, that, that's not the way he's thinking about it. Oh, he, you he, in a he, championship game, D.O., you have to change your way of thinking. You why? can't think this you, because you, like, you go home. Because you go home and everybody's calling you, calling you dumb dumb. Because- but, Shannon, they're drops. Like, we, we, we can't look. If, if Josh Reynolds catches the, either of those balls, they're likely winning the game. If they block Armstead, they're likely winning the game. So we're we, sitting we here can. killing the coach about it. We love the guy for going for two all the time. They beat the Chargers because they went for it a bunch of times. I think they beat the Bears because they went for it a bunch of times. Like, they won multiple games this year because of the way that they played. And they executed it. We can't I, sit it. 
He's got to catch the ball. I just believe, Stephen A., in certain situations, you have to change your way of thinking. That's right. just me. And in that situation, that would have been one because we know how aggressive Andy Reid is. We know what Patrick Mahomes. But sometimes, Dio, mm -hmm. it's okay to change up. And I get it. Yes, you had kind of lost the momentum. You go for it on third down. You go for it on fourth down. You miss it. They kick a field goal. You kick the ball out to your Gibbs fumble. Now what was a 17-point lead all of a sudden is a seven-point lead, and you've gotten the crowd back in the game. The Lions had done a great job. The one thing you want to do when you go on the road is get the crowd out of it early. They had done that. The same thing Kansas City had done in Baltimore. Got the crowd out of the ball game. But it's okay because if you're looking at the analytics, you had a 90.5% chance if you go for it. You had a 90.3% if you kicked the field goal. There's not a vast disparity in that. I can see if you got a 90.5%, a 90.5% to win, and then you got a 64% if you kicked the field goal, or 85%. 5% is big, but when you're dealing with point, point two. That's not enough, Dio. That's not enough. Well, you're, you're and, looking at statistics, and you're looking at it from a standpoint of how they have been playing throughout this year, Dio. I'm looking at it based off of what I was seeing yesterday in that first half. Thank you. You were running roughshod all over San Francisco. Yeah. Even more reason even, to go for and it. And when they score, you get the ball back. So the point is you had opportunities to keep the ball. You had opportunities. Look, when they scored their last touchdown, obviously to pull it to within three and ultimately try an onside kick, you know what? They weren't just throwing the football. They were running it too. They were getting it to guys like Gibbs as well. And so I'm just saying you can't go away from that when you saw how advantageous it was for you to do so in the first half because San Francisco had no answer for that. But I get what you're saying, Dan. If they had delivered, we'd be praising him today for going for it. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets, but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, let me ask you this, though. I want to switch gears here. Did Brock Purdy put all the criticism to bed with yesterday's performance? No. He's going to have to do it in the Super Bowl. Have to do it in the Super Bowl. So what? So what good? So let me get this. If he gets to the Super Bowl and he plays like he did against the Ravens, what are you saying, Dio? If he gets to the Super Bowl and plays like he played against the Ravens, what are we going to say? No. Did, did he answer a lot of my questions? Yes, because I wanted to see him down. I wanted to see every throw matter, every possession matter. He answered that. He turned into the playmaker, even used his legs. Guys, now, we're not going to expect. So we expected him to throw a pass that lands out the defender's head and IU catches it. That's a diagram play. We expected him to roll to his left, throw over a defensive lineman that jumps, and Jenny, Juwan Jenny goes up with one hand, lays back. We expected that, right, Dio? What do you That's want from we- this dude? What do you want from this guy? I'm, I just ask you a simple question. Is that in the playbook where we throw it 40 yards down the field, hoping it hits a defender's head, and Brandon IU catches it? Yes or no? That should have been a pick. Am Shannon, I right? You know, yes you know he's taking a shot there. Like, yes, Should that's a fortuitous bounce. Like, Should it, it I, have been picked, yes or no? Yeah. Okay, then. That's all I'm saying. So, the has he silenced the criticism for two weeks? Because the last two weeks, he's come back, made plays. But what happens if he doesn't finish it off? So, it's the same so let thing me get we said right. about Lamar. Lamar let, let had a great right. feat. Let, yeah. let, let me get this right. The only way that you're finally going to give him the rightful credit that he has earned is he's got to go now knock off Patrick Mahomes. He's gone and beaten Green Bay when he was down and played poorly until he needed to play great. And then he goes and plays against the team that is absolutely destroying them at home and leads them on a comeback that I think they were 0-30 when entering the second half, down 14. He goes 127 yards in the fourth quarter. He's absolutely spectacular with his legs and his arm. Third down, making big time throws that aren't just, hey, Kyle Shanahan designs the perfect play here and this is easy. He makes contested throws to Ayuk. He makes contested throws to Jennings. He makes contested throws to Kittle. He takes off and uses, uses his legs four different yeah. times. He's got 21-yard run, 15-yard run, 10-yard run, all yeah, the second half. yards rushing. So, so, so the only way that we're going to give this young dude credit is he's got to go beat Mahomes? Are you, are you listening to what I said? I yes. said, yes, he silenced some of the critics. But if he doesn't but. finish it off, what has he done? Okay, Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP. Did he silence his critics? Yes or no? No. Uh, no. Okay, then. So what are you talking about? Shannon, you just said if he doesn't finish it off, what has he done? He's gone from being the last pick of the draft and led a team to the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl in his first two years as a starter. Dio, I'm saying if he plays, let's just say he gets to the Super Bowl and plays a game like he played against the Ravens, what are we going to say, Dio? Are you going to say he silenced all his critics, 
He proved everybody. So what are you going to say? He played the game like he played against the Ravens, against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. What is D.A. going to come out here and say Monday? I'll probably say he played poorly. Thank it's not you. Gonna... Shannon, you all season long, you said when it's not perfect, what is he? He's, he that he's this system quarterback. I gave him credit for that, D.O. I gave him credit. I said but he showed but I want to see. But you're asterisking the credit. No, like you're saying, I'm well, now saying, he's got to go. No. He's got to go do it has, again? But that's what – Oh, hold on. Isn't that what we ask of our quarterbacks? So now all of a sudden you win two games and now we're good. You ain't got to do nothing else. I thought that's what we ask of our quarterbacks. But, Shannon, I'm not saying that obviously like you want him to go win the Super Bowl and whatnot. But if, if Brock Purdy goes into the Super Bowl and plays a average game and they lose to Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, it is not going to diminish anything that he has done. He has absolutely cemented himself as to a top, realistically, like a top seven, top eight player at that position. At worst, maybe he's not that elite talent that we place at those top three or four guys. But what what else does he need to do? Well, it was, well, you, you, you're, you're a system guy. And, and then, well, he starts to expand this system for, for Kyle Shannon. And then you don't elevate the people around you. But just so, so, so happens that Ayuk has the best year of his career. And now it's, well, if you go down, I want to see what you do. He's gone down twice in back-to-back games. And he's been remarkable. For that. Stephen A., what, what, what do you say, Stephen A.? Dan Olofsky, you can't be so protective of quarterbacks that you're changing narratives. I'm not changing. Nobody said that Brock Purdy can't play. Nobody said he's a scrub. Nobody says that he probably is a top 10 quarterback in the, in the National Football League. Nobody has refuted those things. What we're talking about is when we talk about what he's lacking, what he potentially may lack, and how he may need a clean pocket more than others because he ain't 6'5", flinging the football over oncoming defensive linemen and what have you. When we talk about things like that, what we're saying is these are the kind of things that can derail you from ultimately capturing a Super Bowl championship. You look at the the Detroit Lions yesterday. They were up 20-7. to San Francisco was completely rattled. They go into the locker room. 24-7, San Francisco was completely rattled. They come out in the second half, though, and they're playing. And obviously, you're Jared Goff and the rest of the crew. You couldn't do anything to stop the bleeding. I believe you should have ran the football more. That's just myself. When I look at Brock Purdy, you want me to tell you what I asked myself? That happens in Kansas City. You think he's coming back? He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back against that, not because it's Patrick Mahomes. It's not just because it's Patrick Mahomes. It's because you're not going to beat yourselves the way a young Lions squad that obviously, I mean, you, you're talking about this is the first situation they've been in, first NFC Championship game they've been in since 1957. Sure. Okay? You don't have anybody on this squad that's had these kind of experiences to bring to the table. I like Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy was great yesterday. What was it? Three carries for 52 yards, three or four passing for 41 yards, right? On those scrambles, all equated to six first downs, okay? Yeah. Three passes. Three. It, was, it was a really impressive performance on his part. He showed a lot. But there's nothing wrong with Shannon saying, okay, what you got in two weeks? Let me see what you got. So, hold on. So, but, but here's my thing. If he goes and wins the Super Bowl in two weeks and they knock off the Chiefs and Patrick, are we saying he's the best quarterback in football? No. No. I'm not saying that so about then what, 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 what is going to get proved in that so game? In words, when so, it comes in other to words, so, in other words, if he plays bad, you still will have no questions about Brock Purdy? No. Okay. How, 
how am I right, going to... We, we we're going to have to revisit this as a later date. Hey, hey, well, I, hold on. One more point, Molly, because I don't... Ask I like Sam... To know, top, I, get... I got to hit the top of the hour. I got to. Coming up. You, you guys can <laughs> you talk guys. in the commercial break.